I am now with Guy Knoll. As I mentioned, he is really someone with a great overview of the boating scene in Hong Kong and what a year it's been. I, I, I know because before you came on air, Guy, you were saying how hectic it's been in the last few months. The end of year is back for boat events, isn't it? Good morning. Very much so. Good morning, Andrew. It's nice to see you again. Nice to see you. Yeah. So, I mean, what's been what's been tearing you uh, left and right these 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 last few months? Let's start in the now. From, um, well, from sort of um, the you know we 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 came to the end of the mask mandate in in um, in March this year, and uh, there wasn't a, a noticeable immediate effect on on boating activities, but since then. Uh, gradually, Hong Kong has literally returned to normal in f- as far as both racing and um, purely recreational um, boating, which we would call cruising, I suppose. Right. Well, you've got um, um, into the fact that restrictions dropped. However, um, let's just have a quick word on the fact that every um, every dealership uh, and probably charter boat company in Hong Kong and rental of much smaller boats from uh, kayaks to uh, to grand um, super yacht motor cruisers have have had a bit of a bonanza during the COVID period, haven't they? This is absolutely true. Um, from the big dealers down to the small operators. Um, what really happened, I think, is that uh, because people couldn't travel, um, the idea of being outdoors in uh, clean, fresh air was attractive during the COVID years, um, and that provided a, a sort of automatic uh, boost to sailing. Um, how long that continues, or whether it even falls off, I wouldn't like to predict. But the uh, number of boats, number of people who who participated in boating of various mm. sorts for the first time um, went up astronomically. Well, have you noticed whether there has been, just in the last, let's say, from November, October, November, year-end until now, more participants, fresh faces, uh, as someone very entrenched in the boating scene that, that, that you've noticed, which means that people might have been um, taking it a, a step further than, uh, than, than just for a, you know, a, 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 a cruise at leisure? Uh, I think there are a few, without doubt, but I think the um, flurry of activity that we've had since, particularly about October, um, is really all the uh, people who were there before coming back again. Um, And that means very largely sporting events, both in Hong Kong uh, and all over the region. Right, and there are a number of events then that have happened um, that have a uh, that, that Hong, Kong, Hong Kong waters play a part in. What have been some of the highlights uh, of races for your year? If you look back and you thought that there was some particularly exciting race, never mind the excitement of people coming back and getting involved. But what have been some uh, some really exciting races to have happened in our waters? Well, without a shadow of a doubt, the uh, the. Um, annual China Coast Regatta, yeah. um, which then culminates in the uh, Hong Kong to Vietnam race, yeah. was well attended this year. Um, and what absolutely makes it every time is when you've got good weather. And the weather was fantastic, right. so the racing was fantastic. And the quality of the boats uh, competing at the top end were first class. Now, where were many of the entries from in that, in, in that event? Well, they were almost exclusively Hong Kong. Um, there was a boat from the Philippines but I think the rest of them were all Hong Kong boats. But interestingly enough, and uh, I was at the uh, Phuket King's Cup recently, and I was talking to people there saying, um, hey, look, you know, why don't you... Why don't, um, or they were saying to me, can, can you persuade the Hong Kong people to come to the King's Cup? And I said, well, you know, 
the fact is that we've got a, a, a better and a hotter racing fleet in Hong Kong now than anywhere else in Asia. And if you say to someone in Hong Kong, why don't you take your boat all the way down to the King's Cup? The answer is, well, why, doesn't, why do I need to? Because that's where the, comp- well, the competition is here in Hong Kong. Uh, has it always been viewed in that way, or has Hong Kong bounced back even more strongly? I mean, obviously, Hong Kong is a centre for, um, uh, for for boating in the region. Uh, maybe it's the centre. There's, there's, there's been uh, arguments um, uh, or discussions about um, Singapore's place and Hong Kong's place. Where, where does it stand now? COVID aside, um, I mean, there was a Singapore boat show earlier on in the year, which is a bit of a jewel in the, uh, in the, in the region's crown for, for boat shows. Um, Hong Kong had an international boat show uh, not long ago, which was fantastic um, for, for, um, you know, for something that people in the industry have wanted to grow better and better. I say in the industry, but it's also for users. Let's face it, the industry is there to attract people, public as well. You look at boat shows around the world, Cannes, Monaco, um, and the Earl's Court boat show of, uh, of years ago, and um, um, you know those that exist in Germany and other places. There's a lot of public that come in. It's not only those um, that are either, either boat owners or in the industry selling or insuring or whatever else they're doing connected, is it? Well, yeah, precisely. I mean, that's the idea. The boat show is to uh, get people in there to... Have fun. Walk, walk the docks, um, have a look at what's on offer and have fun. It's not just... Hopefully, it's not just a bunch of um, dealers and brokers having yeah, coffee together. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, the Singapore boat show was, without a shadow of a doubt, a, a resounding success. It's uh, It was under new management, and um, it's going to be happening again uh, in a couple of months' time. Uh, excuse me oh. for uh, not having the uh, the date on my. It's the, the two in one year. Uh, no, no. Oh, but no, oh. we had the, the last Singapore. Um, oh. It was called the Singapore Yachting Festival yeah. to distinguish it from its previous incarnation. Yeah. That was um, early last year, and there's going to be another one, right. of course, early sure. this year. There's also going to be a resuscitated Thailand yacht show. It's like it's Thailand International Yacht Show, which will take place at. Um, a Royal Phuket Marina, and it's got a conference that goes with it. Um, so that's that's the the Thailand uh, one has been in in abeyance for a couple of years now, um, and now that one's back too. So all good. So Phuket has a, uh, um, a you know a great number of uh, of yacht owners. It's maybe one of is it the centre of y- of yachting in in Thailand. Uh, in terms of numbers, it probably is. In terms of um, visible activity, apart from people owning f- boats, um, it's it's Hong Kong. Hong Kong is the hub of real activity mm. uh, in Asia. Having said which, um, Phuket's uh, flag waving uh, is to do with super yachts. Um, yeah. the, the occasional stray super yacht that escapes the Mediterranean and goes east um, the first place they're going to get to in Asia is is Phuket, and the facilities exist, and so that's good for them. I, I was actually going to just ask you that. Um, wh- where does Hong Kong stand in um, terms of those who have super yachts, or maybe even are doing an incredible sailing um, voyage of uh, you know of great length? Um, would would Hong Kong be able to accommodate the uh, the much larger vessel easily these days? Uh, Hong Kong, it can more easily than it used to. Um, there are yeah. two marinas where you can put very large boats. One of them will take uh, boats um, up to 100 uh, metres. Is that Lantau? That's Lantau. 
Um, you can also get big boats into um, Gold Coast. Um, however, if you look at um, uh, look at a map, then you quickly realise that Hong Kong is a bit off to the side. And also, Hong Kong doesn't have what you might call a cruising hinterland. I mean, it's got its itself, which is which is absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Um, cruising in Hong Kong is is first class. Um, but if you're on a, a world girdling voyage, um, you know, the nearest place after Hong Kong that you can really go and visit is uh, the Philippines. Um, if you go through the paperwork, you can get into China, but there is a lot of paperwork involved. Has that got easier? There was a lot of talk, um, and then COVID happened, about making this so much easier, going to Hainan or the other way to Xiamen. Um It's always being talked about. But it is a fact that um, up until now, China as, as a country lacks a coherent policy towards recreational boats. Um, yeah, if you're in England, you can take your boat from Plymouth to, uh, I don't know, Gravesend, and it's not a problem. You can't do the same thing in China. You can't domestic. Sail, domestic. You can't yeah. sail out of uh, Hainan and, and go to Charmen without a lot of paperwork. Right. And um, uh, th this also applies to other countries in the region. I know through, um, uh, I visited uh, Vietnam uh, uh, earlier this year and went to Ha Long Bay and was talking to some of the folk around there, around uh, the boating operators. It's uh, quite restricted there too. So is this, um, is, is this something that happens in a lot of places in Asia? If people wanted to charter a boat or take their own um, somewhere, if they got the paperwork sorted out, um, is it a bit of a difficulty then getting around domestically in several countries or are some easier to do uh, some, are, some are very much easier and have made a, uh, a point of, of making life easier the first one you, I would think of of course is Indonesia um, <clears throat> once upon a time it's quite difficult moving around in Indonesia and it's really not any longer and there are people operating in Indonesia um, shall we say agents uh, who make a speciality of organising it all for you so that would be easy. Right. Now, when it comes to a race, though, or a, or a regatta, um, such as the, the China Coast regatta, um, is it just the mechanism of a, an event that's been going for years that can get that um, um, accessibility to be, um, you know, to be going through waters, or also the, uh, the, the 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 race, as you were saying, that that does cross waters between Hong Kong and Vietnam. Yeah, well, the the, the China Coast Regatta doesn't leave Hong Kong waters. Um, Hong Kong to Vietnam race, obviously, yeah, <laughs> goes to Vietnam. Okay. Um, the blue ribbon event around here is the the Rolex China Sea race, yeah, which uh, traditionally always happened in even numbered years, and because of COVID, it got delayed, and then it got reinstated but then the most recent one happened this year just this is 2003 and theoretically you know it's a biennial event and therefore it shouldn't happen until 2005 but they want it back on track on the on the even numbers so there's going to be another rolex china sea race next year and that in that does attract international in, in competitors right okay as a spectator because, you know, for listeners who are interested in maybe witnessing some of these races, how can they best um, actually get soak up some of the atmosphere? Um, I'm sure that there are charter boats that might be bobbing nearby that are uh, not too near, of course, but, but uh, to get, to get a, a view from the, from the water. Um, but uh, but it, are there focal points where people can enjoy some of the atmosphere of these, you know, highly competitive international races in Hong Kong? 
Um, the big races like China Sea Race, yeah. it's going to be that's a not so much a tricky question as a, a impossible to answer. Um, yeah, the race starts in the harbour, goes out through Laimun, and you wave goodbye. Yeah, um, no one's going to follow them all the way down to the Philippines. No, no. however. There's a huge amount of, of yacht racing which goes on inside the harbour, mm. um, generally in the area between Kowloon Bay and um, Laimun, um, which is easily visible from anywhere that that patch of water is easily visible from. Mm. And at the same time, um, I'm sorry, I had something in my mind and now I can't remember oh, that, what that, I was going to that, say. That, that's okay. Well, just, just, just let's pause for, for a moment just to remind listeners. I'm talking to Guy Noel, who is a competitive sailor, um, a photographer of sailing events, and also um, an author. You wrote a great book on cruising Hong Kong. We won't go into that too much. We've spoken about that before. But, um, but that was, um, was that a year ago now, Guy? Or uh, just amazingly over? enough, it was two years wow. ago. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And and um, you you alluded really briefly before to how some of the waters in Hong Kong um, uh, locally are quite magnificent. And uh, I've got to say, listeners, if you are um, interested in seeing some of the most beautiful photography, because Guy is a professional photographer, um, that you can certainly see them in that book. Um, where can people find the book? Just a quick plug for that, because it's a great book. Uh, if they go to uh, www asia yachtpress.com it's on the menu bar at the top okay right thanks now i just so that's just to let you know if you just tuned in um who we're speaking to it's guy noel very very sort of uh, knowledgeable about the whole boating industry we've been talking about some sailing events and how um interest in boating has picked up during covid for those who maybe didn't get into it but like what they're hearing and would like to investigate some of the the the, the waters and the um, have the experience of being on board either a sailing boat or cruising. Where does one begin to make those decisions? Do you know, it's a, it's a great deal easier than most people imagine. Uh, if you wanted to get onto a, a motor yacht of any description, small or even large, there are charter companies in Hong Kong um, who, who specialise in this. I mean, you can, you can spend a day on a 40-foot boat or you can spend a day on a... Well, I don't know what the top end is, but, you know, a 90-foot boat for sure. Yeah. Um, in the sailing department, the easiest way to go sailing is to contact one of the yacht clubs. There are uh, a number of um, yacht clubs in Hong Kong, and they're all very friendly, and they're always interested in talking to new people. If you're a junior person and you want to learn to sail, or indeed if you're an older person who wants to learn to sail, as opposed to just to go for a boat ride, mm. um, all of the major clubs run sail training courses. Um, the Royal Hong Kong Yacht Club out of Middle Island, um, Aberdeen Boat Club also out of Middle Island, and Hebe Haven Yacht Club out of uh, Paxar One. And how how um, how long would you expect for uh, for someone to invest time wise if they were getting to uh, grips with some basic sailing, dinghy sailing, to then be able to feel confident to go out on their own, um, to be proficient and handle what they what they need to do? Uh, the um, largely speaking, the the sail training courses in Hong Kong follow the um, uh, follow the Royal Yachting Association. Um, what do you call it? Syllabus. Yeah. Uh, and the Hong Kong Sailing Federation syllabus. Right. Um, which are strictly similar. And to go from uh, rank novice to competent person, ooh, I ought to ask my son. He's a he's a dinghy sailing instructor. Um, 
a number of courses to get you from A to what practically Z was is going to be about three to four weeks, mm. but not all in one chunk. No. Well, that's actually so. It's a, it's a manageable amount of time, listeners. If you like what you're hearing, that really is not too much time to invest, is it? No, not so, at all. Yeah. Um, okay. We uh, we've got a couple of minutes um, to um, to to continue just talking about what we might have to look forward to in 2024. We're on the brink of going into the new year. Are there already some um, uh, sailing uh, events, either race really highly competitive races or um, or more? casual events that you're looking forward to? Um, yes, uh, both in Hong Kong and in uh, and, and around the region. Yeah. And uh, I'm just going to grab my little sure. cheat sheet here. Sure, sure. So in Hong Kong, um, local events are going to include Hong Kong Race Week, which is a, which is um, a Asian region qualifying regatta, dinghy regatta. Um, there'll be the Interschool Sailing Festival, which is a huge amount of fun where... Um, yeah. School kids in school teams race against each other for two days in races which take about ten or twelve minutes each. Um, so it's <laughs> high energy stuff. Yeah. There's, then, of course, as I mentioned, there's another China Rolex China Sea race coming up. Um, there's going to be a super yacht summit in Hong Kong, which is strictly industry, um, and that's run by the Asia Pacific Super Yacht Association, and uh, which is a, a, um, a collection of people who are the support industries for the super yacht uh, ah, right. sector. Yeah. So that could be anything from marinas to uh, fuel suppliers. Um, and overseas, there's there's even more. I said right. there was going to be a super yacht, uh, uh, sorry, a Singapore conference and boat show, Thailand. Um, and most recently, uh, there's a new series just started up in the Philippines called the BPI, Bank of the Philippine Islands, um, signature regatta series they had one in corregidor in uh, november and uh, the next one's in busuanga later this month and there are more are, are you are you going to be competing in many of these if not photographing i'll actually be uh, i'll be taking pictures of i think all of those ah Wow. So a busy calendar as well as uh, the uh, the blizzard of events that have been happening recently. Long may it stay that way. Right, right. Well, that's great. Well, thank you very much, Guy. And if um, I'm going to also ask if, if people would like to see um, your your work, because you've got some fantastic action shots of, um, of, 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 of racing boats and crews being put through their paces against... Um, some incredible landscapes both in Hong Kong and beyond. Where can people go to see some of those? Um, my website, which is uh, www.guynoel.com. I could do, should I spell that? Please. G U Y N O W E L L dot com. Okay, well, thank you very much for coming in today. And uh, it's great to hear that uh, lots of different events are bouncing back in Hong Kong, particularly boating. And long may Hong Kong stay a bit of a boating hub of the region then. Can I make one? I want to please. make one more final comment, please. Boating is becoming more visible by the minute. And especially we, we had um, one um, participant in the Olympics... Um, in 2021, which was uh, Steph Norton. Yeah. And Steph also went to the Asian Games this year and won a silver medal. And um, her other, um, her counterpart in the in the male side of things, uh, Nick Beasy, has already qualified for the Olympics in Paris in 2024. And there are two more qualifying regattas to go, and it's a pretty sure bet that Steph Norton will be there as well. So Hong Kong's going to have two sailors 
minimum in the uh, in the next olympics wow that's fantastic news really 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 great so uh being represented at a top top level thank you very much guy noel and a happy new year to you my pleasure we